club change it Why they don't share this? Who else know this? I smell rodents I'ma shake the globe till they feel it Why the world make me feel misguided? I can't hide it I'ma shake the globe change it Why they don't share this? Who else know this? I smell rodents I'ma shake the globe till they feel it What's up everybody? This is the Misguided Podcast We intend to guide you to a better future The purpose of this podcast is to do exactly that We will dive deep into the stories of entrepreneurs and highlight what makes them successful, but also pinpoint mistakes they've made and how to improve them. Our goal is to make you start thinking about building generational wealth through business. I hope you enjoy, and if you do, please rate this podcast and leave a review. And now, let's get started. It's true. If you want to walk fast, go alone. If you want to walk far, go together which is the exact reason I'm building a community for us, the misguided. And in this community, you'll be able to learn, educate, and collaborate with others who are like you, wanting to build wealth through business. Think of this as a networking conference on the internet. So head to the show notes and join the Slack channel for the misguided. And in this channel, there's even sub channels where you can add or remove yourself from certain interests of yours. For example, if you're a notary guru and you want to educate others on how to build a notary business, join that channel. If you're wondering how to use your car for passive income or start an Airbnb business, you can join those channels or you can remove yourself. It's that simple. So what are you waiting for? Join the Slack community already. Help yourself. This is a place to share insight and engage with other business owners and leaders. Think of it as a Reddit forum, but even cooler, because here you'll be able to self-promote and partner with other people. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? My name is Juwan Rohan, and this is the Misguided Podcast, where we intend to guide you to a better future. I'm sitting here with Ian Kelly, the artist out of the Bay Area. How you doing today, my brother? Yeah, I'm doing very well, bro. Appreciate you tapping in. Of course, of course, man. It's, uh, you know, I, I've seen your music uh, a while ago um, and I just, I kept seeing it pop up and I was like, yeah, you know, his flow is dope. And, I, and and being an artist myself, I like the storytelling, right? I like the, the telling um, of, of what the, the society is going, going through. And you do a lot of that. And I was like, ah, I like, I like his flow. Um, we got a, a lot of mutual friends. I was like, I gotta, I gotta listen to more of his music and kind of know who the hell he is. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> facts, facts. So uh, I appreciate you coming up here. We're going to get into your story today. So the audience knows we also going to talk about, um, your journey in the music and how you're trying to turn that into, um, financial wealth and, and generational wealth. And so let's go ahead and tap into it. Where are you from? I am from Oakland, California. Some people like to call it the town. And it's exact. I'm from East Oakland. There you go. Oh, you're from the East, East. Where in the East? Uh, I always stayed over by High Street and 55th. My mom used to stay actually like on High Street, real close to Fremont. And then my pops actually grew up, you know, Max. I mean, I grew up in Maxwell Park in my pops crib. So, you know, balance. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I used to, uh, back in the day, I used to, pra- used to have AAU practice out in the East. Um, so, um. I was I was in them streets a little bit, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's cool. It's crazy, bro. So I'm in real estate now. I'm a realtor out here. So, uh, yeah, yeah, and and just to see, you know, growing up there, just to see the the gentrification. It's not even gentrification, but also just like the changes out there in real estate. Because you you know, growing up as a kid, you go into a house and you like, ah, this is what we got, right? This is this is just the, the way all the houses are. Not knowing that like two houses down is like a mansion 
right? Right. It's like, whoa, <laughs> like, wait, we live here, but literally two blocks away up the hill is like a whole different ball game. It's like, shit. So just learning that, learning like the, the whole thing of, you know, why gentrification happens, why these neighborhoods are changing so much. It's like, damn, like my favorite store is going, you know what I mean? Like, right. you know, it doesn't, doesn't change what I notice a lot is liquor stores. Liquor stores know. just always there, huh? They always there. They either look the same or they get a little fancier. I Facts. Or they add or they add chicken. What's that uh, crispy chicken, crispy crunch? <laughs> I ain't gonna not crispy crunchy though. I'm sorry. They go yeah. crazy. <laughs> it go crazy, but it's like, yeah, they didn't have that back in the day. They had like the little hot wings at the or the hot dogs. They had the hot dogs or the taquitos. <laughs> bro, I never ate none of those, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it, looked, it looked like my stomach was gonna go through it eating that. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna stay away. Facts, facts. I'll stay with the bag of chips. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, that's cool. So from the east, from the east, uh, have you always lived in, in the Bay? Did you go somewhere else? Uh, you know, I was born and raised in the Bay Area, but um, in 2017, I actually lived in, from 2017 to 2020, I lived in North Carolina. So the, the record okay. label I'm on, um, Jam the Records, they're out that way. So you feel me? I uprooted here and did a lot of artist development out there just kind of was in an incubator just kind of getting ready and then 2020 came and I just kind of hit the ball running so did they find you you were living here and they found you and was like hey we want to sign you come come to NC is that so, craziest thing so my my big brother from another uh GQ was also on the label um he actually started something called ODS one day soon as an artist collective and he was already on Jamla. So 2016, we flew out there. Okay. Met Ninth, met Rhapsody, got to meet the whole squad. Kind of like an artist camp, damn near, for like a week. And then when we came back, bro, let me know. He was like, yeah, actually, he had to go back out there. I'm like, yeah, bro, go. And then he was like, but they want you to come back, and they want several other people to come back, too. So at that point, that's when I took my leap of faith and said, I'm going to North Carolina for a second. There you go. So did you just book a one-way and was like, I'll figure it out? Pretty much. That's, that's a leap. That's a leap leap. <laughs> we, we, we all we all came together though. And then like, you know, we we stayed actually at um Rhapsody's crib and the other homie and president right. of the label cast. We stayed at their crib for a second, you know, as we found our crib. So we was air mattressed out for about like a yeah. week. You <laughs> feel me? And then we we finally got a crib and it was, you know, it was cool from there. That's dope, man. That's a that's a that's a good story. And that's a good leap of faith because look at where it brought you now. So that's amazing. And sometimes you got to take that and not know kind of what, what's in front of you, right? You kind of just got to yeah. go through the tunnel and not know what's on the other side. Especially so, if you're passionate about something. Yeah, yeah, because what even hurts worse than going through that tunnel and not knowing what's on the other side is, like, not going through that tunnel and that what-if feeling of, like, what if I would have done that? Or what if, you know? Um, it's like the OGs. Like, I always use this analogy, but, like, like when you play basketball with OGs, they like, you know, man, if if I if I would have hit the gym a few more times, I would have been better than you back in the day. It was right. like that, what if, right? Like, yeah. come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, no lie. I, I for surely feel you about the passion part because I was about to say, um, I got a sister from another mister that's a realtor. Her name is Martinique Petty. And like she took a leap of faith. She was working like nine to fives for like 10 yeah. years and then took a leap of faith into being a realtor. And then you can see how life changes when you actually go with your passion. You feel me? Yeah, facts, facts. I kind of took that leap of faith recently too. I actually didn't become a realtor until a pandemic. And I, I always, like, I love real estate. I love real estate investing more than I do, like, um, being a realtor. But um, I actually lost my job during COVID. So it kind of forced me in that situation. It was like, nah, nigga, go. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. And, and, and 
and that's like a whole like it's not a whole different industry industry that I was in because I was in sales for Coca-Cola. So, um, you know, sell selling Coca-Cola versus selling homes this is pretty much the same thing. But it's like a whole different, you know, type of category. Right. You, you live many lives, haven't you? Bruh, so many. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still <laughs> I'm still living. bro. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, so I feel it. I feel it. Leap of faith. Um, what was your first uh, introduction to music? First introduction to music probably was Pops slapping Michael Jackson. I, that's what I remember. Like when I have a memory of my first time, okay. I was like five years old in the kitchen and like remember the time was on or something remember like that. Remember that, that's my, that's <laughs> one of my favorite Michael Jackson yeah. songs, for real. It's so smooth and it's, it's, just, it's so long, all of his songs. Bro. bro, it was, bro, I used to be the biggest Mike fan. Like, bro, I was in that kitchen dancing for about yeah. 30 minutes after that. Like, my, <laughs> parents, my, my parents told me about that. So I was like, yeah, Mike, you, sure. you was Jackson six. Ian, Ian Jackson six <laughs> today. What's that? Yeah. Facts. facts, facts. That's that's dope, man. Um, yeah, usually I hear, usually I hear it's like, yeah, my pops introduced me to music. Uh, he was listening to Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac, but you said Michael Jack, so that's amazing, man. Yeah, that's, bro. that's amazing. Um, that's cool. That's cool. So that was your first introduction. Now, when was kind of your first introduction put in pen to paper? Hmm. Actually, brother, I remember it like yesterday. Now, high school. I was in high school. Okay. And my partners all started rapping, and like you know, they was really getting into it. So I was just quietly like one day I was listening. I was listening to Gucci Man. So like I think it was so icy, and I, <laughs> I wrote down his verse, and then I saw his flow, and then I replaced all his words with my own words, and then mm -hmm. I went back to class with my partner like, hey, bro, like I wrote a verse, and like check it out. And then like he read it and he was like, he's like, nigga, you about to rap. What's going on? And I'm like, I'm like, nah, bro. I said, I just took his flow. He's like, whatever, you rapping, bro. So at that point, then they start wanting me to get on songs and stuff. So that's dope, bro. That's dope. You know what's crazy is like back in the day, like it's not what it was now where you could just go to YouTube and look up a tight beat, right? And right. And, and freestyle to it. it. It was like, all right, I really like this song, right? Icy, so icy. Let me uh write my verse to it. So you would have to like play the music and just rap in your head over Gucci Man yeah. rapping. Yeah. It's not like you could just get his his yeah. voice out of there. So exactly. you had to you had to do it hella times. To, had like, to take it really old school, bro. I was extra replay yeah. with the CD Walkman. Had the MP3 Walkman that played. Yeah, like, bro. So like, yeah. like you can't fit it in your pocket. It's not like you know what I mean. It's like, what do you do with this thing? But <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they came out with the uh, the uh, uh, what's the little MP3 players. Oh, Brother, what's it called? Yeah. Zoom? yeah, yeah, bro. It was just crazy, man. Uh, good times, good times. Uh, what, 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 what year did you graduate high school? Oh, you're gonna out me right now. That's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait, okay. Oh, you, bro, you acted like you hella old. Come on, man. I know, I know, but you know, my face, people don't know my age, so you feel me? I'll be ducking and diving. Yeah, you, know, you, gotta, guess. you gotta guess, but yeah, hey, honestly, right. I thought you was, I thought you was younger than me until I heard you, heard you speak. I think it's your voice that gives it away. We, I mean, not not in a bad way. I think it's like a very mature voice. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, but you look hella young though. <laughs> hey, bro, I kid you not. That's been me since like I was younger. I remember being oh, really? seventeen. I remember being seventeen working at a grocery store, and somebody like talking to me. They were like, "Oh, okay." And then when I started talking to them, they were like, "Wait, how old are you?" And then yeah. when I got my age, they were like, "Okay." They said, "You look like a baby, but you sound pretty yeah. mature." When that's dope 15, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, com it comes in handy with with rap right like i got a super raspy voice so um 
a lot of people like a lot of people like that right but i can't sing for shit because of it so like you know what i mean so it's like a eh. <laughs> but um yeah no nah, no nah, that that that's cool that's cool oh hey yeah i got some i got some homies that uh graduated oh nine oh and uh 10 i was very close with that that age group oh nine and 10 and 11 too um but i graduated in 12 so okay yeah 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 um Cool, cool. What was your first introduction to money? My first introduction to money was um, I actually did a job from my pops. Like he had like a bunch of he worked in like an office and he had a bunch of like paperwork and files. And I okay. sat there for like six, five, six hours refiling his files like alphabetical like order. And he yeah. paid me like he paid me like sixty five bucks. Okay, and what? What was kind of like your first emotion to like receiving that 65 bucks from your pops? Honestly, it, it felt good. Like, I was just like, man, I really work for this. Like, you know, like this, this is what's up. I asked him like, is there anything else he needed me to do? Then he started getting kind of reckless, you know, trying to get me to do I like, $20. Oh, <laughs> I, was like, ah. I was like, I don't know about that, but no, nah, like, but he, he instilled in me work ethic, which is what I appreciate. You know, that's what I needed. So that's what it taught me for surely facts facts yeah no I, the reason i ask is because i want to know like if that was your first introduction right to the emotion of working for money but also to the emotion of kind of yearning for it in a sense that it was like shit now i got it what other hustles can i do you feel me and mm -hmm. and you asked your dad but then you realized man he tried to give me like 20 dollars for like 100 pieces of paper like you know <laughs> what i mean so like at that point it's like okay what else can i do and what like that i could get the same type of money for less work when did you kind of have that feeling oh what else could i do like uh, 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 you pay more yeah a regular example or just like a regular example i get is like oh the first like time i had that hustle feeling was i used to sell candy in, in, in school right because you mm. go buy you go buy a pack for eight dollars and each right. bar is, you know, $2, right? So, right. I want to say, bro, it had to be around sixth grade because I, okay. I sold some candy too. <laughs> okay. now, I, I'm going to be real. It wasn't the best thing. My sister laughed at it now. We went to Rite Aid and we would steal candy bars and shit like that. But then, <laughs> but then after that, you know, come to school and then kind of like get them off or, you know, barter with people. But that was the first time I'm just like, oh, okay, like you could, you could flip something, you know, so yeah not nah, flipping and, and people don't realize like, how important it is to flip young right because you kind of understand that process right you understand how to use your, your, your mouth you understand negotiation you understand uh what it means to buy low and sell high right exactly. so you start to understand these and i think it's very good like if you got kids to introduce this kind of mindset right at a young age because it's going to help them um and, and I hate when, I mean, I, I get it, but I hate when people say, let the kids be kids, right? Because, man, if I would have knew what I knew today when I was a kid, I'd be happy as fuck and rich as fuck. <laughs> so, like, come on, man. So you can't just let the kids be kids because your kid going to grow up like a kid. Your kid always going to be a kid, right? So at some point, you got to start instilling these these mindset shifts. And that's what I kind of try and teach. Every time I like post a video on TikTok about like financial literacy or how important it is to start the kids off, or when I post my book, right? Cause I wrote a children's book back, back there, right? Oh, uh, te teaching financial literacy. And 
when I post that or do any promo, the, the first thing is like, let the kids be kids. Like, bro, that's your problem. I know where I know what type of human being you are. You feel me? Like, so uh you want yeah. the kids to come to you for the answers and not have their own answers at yeah, all. Exactly. Like, exactly. They're already in the information age, give them inf- information. Facts, like everything's Googleable and you YouTubeable. <laughs> but uh yeah, and no, I feel it, I feel it. Um cool. So let's talk about your music journey. Um, and kind of, so you start writing in sixth grade, if I remember correctly, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I'm a, my if, fault, not, when I wrote that, 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 um, that verse, I was like freshman year of high school. Okay. Okay. Freshman year. And, and did you start doing like the little freestyles at lunchtime? Your friends was like, come on, come on. <laughs> Bro, I ain't gonna lie. I was still shy. Like I was still yeah. like in the background, like you want to know when I first time, like I really freestyle and just let go. Yeah. I want to say I had to be like 18, like at college. Uh, I went oh. to I went to Howard. So like I got oh, there. Yeah, and it was a melting pot. And I remember this. We was on the dorm room. It was like our one partner, he was like 6'5 from Nebraska, but was a crip and was like really in the rap. Wait, what? Yeah. Nebraska bruh. got crips? Bruh, it's a, <laughs> hey, hey, it's a lot going on. You feel me? And then, bruh, then the other partner, bruh, like he was from LA, but then he started busting. And then my other partner from the town, he spit. And I was just like, well, shit, he can't be the only town nigga rapping. Yeah. And then I just started going. And then after that, he looked at me. He was like, bruh, he said, you rap? And I was like, nah, not really, really, but you know, kind of. And then from there, that's when it. That's crazy. Okay, okay, I like that, but I want to pause real quick. So I didn't know you went to Howard. So let's talk about that and why you picked Howard. What was your uh, intentions on studying? Like, let's go into that a little bit. Bro, I'm not gonna lie. I'm really a simple dude. Howard <laughs> was the first school I applied to, and I did early admin. Okay. And I got in. So I said, "Fuck it, I'm going to college. Here it goes." Like, Here you know. Goes. And, I did, and I did apply to other schools, but I'll be I'll be real. I didn't put the same effort into it, you know. Once I was already knowing I was going to college in like December when we was graduating in like mm-hmm. May, I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm chilling." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did early. Uh, I did early too. I think uh, so. It was cool. I already knew where I was going. I was rocking the hoodie around around campus. I fucking like, y'all y'all stressed out over there. You feel me? Like, I'm cool. Hey, but the craziest thing though, how things come full circle. Uh, later on, like I looked at my dad's room one day and I remember seeing this when I was a kid, he had a headband and the headband was a Howard headband. And I didn't even like, it didn't correlate to me like all these, all these years, what I was looking at. He was tuning it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when I went there and I saw it and I'm like, oh wait, he's been in the house the whole time. So yeah. That's dope, man. Congrats. What, uh, what did you study? Uh, psychology. Hey, me too, man. Me too. What <laughs> made you, what made you want to uh, study psych? Honestly, I had a had a, a dope ass teacher in high school by the name of Mr. Filson. And like, bro, it was crazy. It's like the coolest white dude. He had a little froggy voice, like a froggy jazz. <laughs> he was just hella cool. But then I sat in on one of his classes. I didn't take psychology in high school. I sat in on one of his classes because we had a psychology class. And I just saw like the way he was like breaking things down and going about things in just different perspectives and looking at things from different angles. It just sparked my curiosity to really want to dive into that and give back to people. That's super dope. What high school you went to? Uh, St. Mary's. Oh, you went to St. Mary's? Oh, yep. shit. That's dope. That's dope. Did you go with uh, the twins? Dama, Dominique. Demetrius and Dominique? Yeah. That's yeah. the same. That's around the same year. Dope, dope. Yeah, yeah, I was there. When I was there, I think when I was a senior, they were sophomores and they went to state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, uh, we, I used to go over there and practice because I went to Berkeley High. So I used to go over there and practice ah. with, with, with all of them. And then uh, okay. I ended up playing one of them in college because we, we both were in Colorado. So uh, just crazy how it all full circle. But uh, degrees. 
bro, it's crazy. It's like, bro, we from the Bay. We over here playing each other in Colorado with all these white people. <laughs> that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, no, that's cool. So psychology. Um, did you have any intention of using that degree after? Because you know, when when people think psychology, they think like, oh, therapist or like you got to get a PhD to do anything, right? With mm -hmm. it. Well, did you have any intentions of using it? Um, my first intention was I wanted to be a sports psychologist. You feel me? I was still really kind of dived into like tapped into like, man, I could I could help players through these certain type of situations and you know Thanks. get into that. And then um, at one point, you know, because I saw I had to do certain steps, I went to an MFT program. And doing that is what you have to a whole new world because then I was in like houses and in the community and I was working with like kids, but sometimes that would carry over into like family therapy because I had to talk to the parents too about situations and, and let, let people know what MFT is. Uh marriage, family, bro. It's been a minute. You know the last one? I think it's uh therapy. I think yeah, marriage, family, marriage therapy. family therapy. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So Damn, so you just kind of, you went, damn, you was going into people's houses and shit and like learning shit like that. That's mm -hmm. crazy. That's that real experience right there. That's, that's real, real story I got, I had actually kept a kid from getting kicked out of his house um, because he was a foster kid and they put in like, they were about to put in like the 11 day notice. And I just remember having to really like sit with the parents and I'm, I'm, I'm still thankful I said this to him. I'm like, the only thing I want to ask is, are y'all doing, do you feel like you put in the most effort for him? If you feel like you maximize your effort and you're doing the best you can for him, put the notice in. And they didn't put the notice in. So I remember that was like my biggest like therapy moment where like, yes. Damn. Mm -hmm. Damn, that just, that just made my skin tingle. Good job, bro. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, yeah, man, that's dope. Damn, sports therapy. You know, I, I, that's exactly what I wanted to do. My uh, my thesis was actually on sports therapy, and it's, it's hilarious because, you know, mm -hmm. I went to, a, like, an all-white school, and so my thesis was uh, white men can't jump. <laughs> 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 it was based on the movie. I, I did I did experiments, and I... <laughs> I had the I had these white people jumping trying to see what their vertical was compared to like the three black people in the school. <laughs> that was my thesis. And 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 the white teachers loved it. So, um, Bro, yeah. you go crazy for that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we gonna test this theory right here. You feel me? I was, I was the only black uh basketball player on the team for like two years until we got like a, a really bouncy dude. This dude was I throw I throw him something just Half court, he's crazy. But uh <laughs> yeah, I was mm -hmm. like, man, um, yeah, but so that's that's hilarious, man. Um, okay, so in college, uh if you were to go back to college, what things would you kind of have done differently as far as shaping where you would want to be at your age now? If I would have did anything different in college, I think financial literacy i think i would actually maybe try to like learn more things in that aspect but okay to be honest besides that i wouldn't change a thing because it got me to where i'm at right now i was i was damn near a dorm room rapper that's when it kicked up like college college got me in the incubator then and that's when you know yeah. and I, when i think about that i actually like i appreciate those times i went to parties i was social enough but like yeah. you know, i was like rapping was therapy then are you an extrovert or introvert <clears throat> Oh man, it depends on who you talk to. <laughs> you like it, it depends if you talk to a close friend or like a stranger, right? 
but um, I, I like to say for surely I, I lean more towards the introvert side. But you know, the more the more I get comfortable, I can cut up. You feel me? I can have fun. But like, no, I, I tend to stay to myself. I be to myself. Less drama equals you know a more peaceful life. Yeah. You ever play sports? Yeah, I play football. Football until when? High school? Yeah, to senior year. Okay, nice. What position? Uh, running back and defensive back. Hey, that's nice. That's dope. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Damn, St. Mary's. They, they was good back then, right? No, we weren't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was after then. After you, <laughs> no, we yeah. <laughs> no, hey, we we was decent. We was decent, and then yeah. uh, my senior year, we actually were like one game away from making the playoffs, and then it was like some boosty shit. Like the team that we were about to play, Kennedy forfeited, and oh. a forfeit didn't count as an actual win. Uh. So. We couldn't make the playoffs, but we had like. Oh, uh, that's right. Y'all was in the same bracket as Kennedy. I forgot. They changed the brackets now. Uh, yeah, no, here. I heard yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, crazy. Like Berkeley Highs with Bishop Odell, which that should have been happening, but that's crazy. So oh, that's uh, saucy. Okay. That's saucy, right? Like, yeah. Damn. yeah. <laughs> Them games be lit. Um, but yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, well, I guess this is very similar to the question that I just asked, but I want you to to answer it differently. Um. <laughs> I usually ask the same question. It's called the Hellamist Goddess segment. I ask the same question to each person who comes up here. And that question is, if you were to write a summary to your 18-year-old self, what would that be about? Um, if I could write to my 18-year-old self, I would tell myself to speak up more because when you speak, more people listen than you know. Mm. Okay. And, well, and, and what? Give, give me some examples. So like, when would you speak up more? At what times? Um, it seems like you you're, you have a specific thought in mind, so I want to get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think speak up for myself. I think I've always been mm-hmm. kind of quiet. You know, I've had, like, I, I get these thoughts out in music, and people yeah. just like, and I know a lot of people just like, bro, I never know you thought this, or like, I didn't even yeah. know you were uh, like, like, when it all came <laughs> out. But even, even in high school, I remember, like, there'd be times where, like, I'd say certain things, or, like, you know, or I would kind of make a comment, and I would catch some people being like, Hey, yeah, bro, I feel you. Or like, huh? Like, I didn't know you thought that. And when I, I didn't peep that then that you know my voice actually had power in. So it's like you might as well speak up now. Facts, facts, facts. No, that's that's good. That's good information. I like that. I like that. Um, okay. And when do you feel right? Because all right, here's here's like the the tricky part, right? When you when you're into you know doing psychology work, you're you're working with the community, like like you say you you were. Um, and we'll get into that. But, and then all of a sudden, now Ian Kelly comes out and he's a rapper, right? In, in your own neighborhood. And people are like, wait, I know Ian Kelly from like St. Mary's football. Like he's a football player or he's a he's an introvert that went to Howard, right? Or like, they don't know you as a rapper. So when did people start considering you a rapper and taking you seriously as a rapper and, and having your voice as a, that platform? I want to say, I think people started taking it more serious after my third or fourth year in it. You know, okay. I started seeing friends who I went to high school with just kind of like DM me like, wow, I never knew you went through all that. And honestly, like I had one friend hit me up and she was like, she was like, hey, I know a lot of guys who are rapping right now, but you're actually saying something. And I appreciate that. And, you know, I think at that point, that's when I'm just kind of like, all right, like I think now people are starting to see me like I just told you about Howard and I just told you about, you know, that. But, you know, like. I'm from Oakland, you know, there's a ton of stories that go along with that, you know, just living life, just growing up here. So I think people started to see that. And when they started to see that, they started to realize like, oh no, he's really an artist. The story goes deeper than what we saw. Mm. Mm. Yeah, 
Facts, facts. That, that's dope. When did you, uh, so um, how long has it been since you rapping now? Like, I, to be real, bro, I hopped off the porch with it like 20 years old. I think first time I really kind of dabbled in it was like 18, but I didn't take it serious till 20. 20. Okay. Okay, cool, cool. Um, and so when you started to like, right, get into this industry, what were some of like the, what were kind of some of the hurdles that you faced uh, when first getting in? Like what was kind of the hardest for you to get over? I think understanding what it means to build community and probably maybe ego. I think when you're young as an mm -hmm. artist, I think you everybody's ego can get there. You feel me? You may feel okay. like like hey, I, I'm one of these guys, or you may feel like ah, oh, you know, I think I, I think I get my worth is this much. But at, in the same breath, like you have to build community and people have to feel you. You can't just come popping up and then just come talking. You know, sometimes people are gonna look at you like, who is this? Do you feel me? Like when you actually show that you're building and trying to be around other artists, I think that's when I started like recognizing like, man, we all going through something. We all trying to build our, you know, I think we're all trying to find our peace in our own type of way. And you feel me? I think that's what helped me out a lot. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, damn, that's good, bro. Good, good gems dropped right there. Um, and I do what I can, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Um, okay, so getting into the industry, <clears throat> you know, you deal with how people look at you, right? Um, changing from football player to rapper or whatever you're doing in the industry. Um, and then you have to deal with kind of the stigmas of a rapper in itself, right? Or the mm -hmm. stereotypes of a rapper in itself, right? Or, you know, baggy clothes, all they care about is jewelry, cars, women, right? Mm -hmm. How did you... And when did you decide that you were going to be different in what you rap about? Because, and I've heard this and people have come up here, but there are some rappers who started off lyrical. Um, actually, there's not some, like a lot of rappers started off lyrical, mm -hmm. but it just doesn't work because that's not what like, people don't want to listen to headphone music all day, right? And mm -hmm. so what a lot of these rappers and there, and some of them are open about it is they were like, I just had to go where the money is, or I just had to go where the, the sound was trending, right? To get noticed. And then <clears throat> I'll, I'll revert back to it. It doesn't seem like you kind of strayed away from that. Right. Um, it seems like you're, you're, you're very tuned in on, on speaking from your heart. And I love that you have a heart poster right behind you. So um, <laughs> what made you stay true to, to that core value? Um, Honestly, bro, I know some people are like, you know, I'm going to go where the money is. For me, I kind of go where the healing is at. You feel me? Um, mm. You know, that's that's what really lands for me. You know, I, I got records where, you know, it, I got a couple of turned up joints. Like yeah, in the, you need those. You need those. You know, I'm I'm having fun, too. But I think for me, once again, bro, this this is therapy for me. You feel me? Like, you know, I'm not giving you therapy turned up nine times out of ten, <laughs> nine, ten days. You feel me? Like, yeah, like I'm. <laughs> That's not really helping me. Like therapy is going through every aspect. Let me tell you about a low moment. Let me tell you about when I had a dollar in my pocket. Let me tell you how I came up a hundred grand in my pocket. Let me yeah. tell you how I lost that. You know, like it's just like examples, you know, just like that's what's really gonna help me get through and other people get through. You know, a lot of times mm -hmm. when I'm like rapping, shit, it's a good chunk of time I'm talking to myself. <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, I, I feel it. And that's kind of how I started too, is like mm -hmm. it was therapy for me. It was kind of just 
uh, my diary, right? And at first I actually started rapping because of poetry. I really like poetry. Um, and I would start just doing poetry with the stanzas, everything. Like that was my thing. And then um, I was like, I'll just throw this shit on a beat. Like, fuck it, we'll just go from there. And and I realized like over time, like because I would I was so into poetry and storytelling, I wasn't always hitting the pockets, right? And so I kind of had to learn <clears throat> how to get into those pockets, how to right become a, a rapper, an artist, or, like right. and and develop that over time. Um, and so yeah, that's it's interesting. You you say it's therapy because. It, it, it starts off as therapy, right? And, and then you get to a certain point of fame or you get mm -hmm. to a certain point of, it's not therapy no more, it's, this is a job. Like if I don't make music, I don't make money. If I don't make music, I don't get more fans. If I don't do shows, I'm stuck. I'm not really a rapper. So at what point and how do you manage um, kind of that shift because that was therapy, but now it's a job for you. So what what is therapy now? That's, you know? that's a great one. That's a great one. Um, honestly, luckily, this is still partially therapy, but I find myself, I've been back in the gym more and I've been okay. back, like reading on like the late night more where I like kind of yeah. like you know, open up a book and just kind of like take my mind somewhere or grow my mind in a certain place, in a certain way. And I think that has definitely created like a lot of balance. And for me, bruh, if you the way I believe things, if you love something and you passionate about it, you'll make money from it. Like mm -hmm. money, money is going to come. And I yeah. feel like I feel like when you focus on that, you know, it's a it's a longer game than the short play. You know, you know, and but I think it in the end it turns out to what you want it to be. And you know, throughout the long game, you learn different things. I learned about sinks and you know placements and different things like that. How do you you know get your merch together? I feel like when you really love it, you just find other ways to make dough even when people don't see it yeah no nah, i i like that good mm. good good point um what um ah damn i just had the question where did it go where did it go um i forgot damn it it was a good one too i had you i was about to stump you right there <laughs> Fuck. um anyways we'll move on it, it, it hit me back but um Speaking of like learning the sinks and stuff. Oh, I found it. Uh, what what books are you reading at late night that you were talking about? Um, it's Defining Moments in Black History by Dick Gregory. Defining Black History. <clears throat> cool, cool. Any other ones? Uh, right now, one at a time. Right now, <laughs> I'm leaving it on that one. But I have some other ones in the tuck I want to get on to. Um, my brother from another actually has like a liter, liter, literary book or literacy book you feel me financial literacy book okay he wants me to kind of tap into so do, uh do you listen to podcasts regularly and i just started getting more into listening to podcasts honestly i finally turned off the mixtapes and the, you know i'm like okay let me let me listen to some people you turned off the little wayne wheezy uh mixtapes <laughs> <laughs> hey hold on wait i gotta say this i was at blind tiger last night and they had the craziest playlist they were playing dedication wayne they was what? playing like old school slim thug joints i ain't heard in a minute like bro they was going crazy like we asked to do like what is this he was like ugk playlist on pandora so 
If y'all want to tap into like old Wayne randomly, there you go. <laughs> That's so random. <laughs> you had to you had to get that in there now because I was like, what? What are you yeah. going on? Like, what song is you like this hit right? I remember this. <laughs> uh that's funny that's funny um okay cool cool so um podcasts as far as podcasts you know what the reason i like podcasts is because i get so tired when reading and also i never have time to just sit down and read right Mm -hmm. and so i could listen to a podcast throw it into the headphones and do whatever i gotta do right and move around that's why i kind of like it because or audible books i love audio books audio books um it's kind of you could do multiple shit um and and stuff so yeah yeah definitely um okay as far as building wealth right Mm -hmm. in music it's hard because you don't really make money off streaming like everybody knows that you 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 don't make your money off of (laughs) sitting you don't get paid to sit at the desk and write (laughs) right that would be amazing but um you're not on a w2 um so most of the money comes from merch most of the money comes from shows Mm-hmm. And, and outside stuff that you're doing right um whether it's collaborating whether it's you being the face of a product or something right um and so those opportunities uh you know you gotta you gotta submit yourself to a lot right um are there any other ways you're building wealth outside of music <clears throat> um well okay you said outside of music outside well, you- of, so like we're talking stocks do you yeah, I was, about to, I was just about to say, um, I've actually been investing a lot into cryptocurrency and okay. stocks. Um, I actually, about a year and a half ago, I actually bought Tesla before the stock split. So you feel me? That was like when I saw like, ah, okay, I'm starting to see how this like really yeah. works. Um, yeah. A couple of Discord groups too. You, okay. know, just, you know, just finding that, what's it called? Passive income, you know, that, that you know, yeah. that money that just keeps coming um, definitely. And to be real, um music is really a lot of my job so you know i've been trying to find different ways with that recently i didn't found out more about nfts and how to kind of get going in that area so that's something else i'm about to venture into for surely so yeah i mean you don't have to give all the secrets of what you got coming if you don't Mm -hmm. want to but uh it's that is a good thing nfts because um that's a great thing for artists you know as far as copyright and stuff so what kind of stuff are you you planning t- to get into as far as nft like an album um special i don't know special like i've seen baseball cards so like um yeah. like rappers do like a baseball card that was like signed of them which is pretty mm-hmm. dope um what kind of stuff do you want to get into uh really i i've been thinking about this probably for a minute now too i want to drop a, a nft project you know, okay. that's, that's something I, I really want to do. And then, um, you know, I have some other things I've been working on in regards to like, I have a graphic designer homie who's been making some things, but I definitely want to for surely drop a NFT EP at some point. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell everybody exactly when, but it's for surely a goal <laughs> going to get hit. So, yeah. For sure. For sure. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. I mean, I think that's great. And, and you got to get into that space early, right? <clears throat> um. Okay, that's cool. Okay, so you're in, you're in stocks. What about real estate? Nah, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that was a quick nah. He said, <laughs> "You got so I got to sit down with somebody and they put me on." on oh, that one. Yeah. How come you not? How come? How come it hasn't? How come? Honestly, bro, I think maybe even some of my own ignorance. I think sometimes I get caught up in moving around and doing what I'm doing so much. Sometimes I I stop and to you know I don't stop to look at things like that. Um, but I'm learning for surely, for surely, 
more about how to invest into property. And honestly, I want I want to Airbnb and out Airbnb my spot out, but you know that's a whole other situation. You know, I'm living somewhere else, but my father's house. My father passed away. You know, me mom, yeah, me and my mom are actually figuring out what we want to do with that, and that's created a whole new world and you know topic of stories for me and different type of situations, especially, you know, being in Oakland, you know, a lot of shit is getting gentrified, a lot of shit is getting taken up. And to be, you know, a black family, you know, with that type of situation, you know, right now me and my mom are discussing if we're gonna keep the house or sell the house. So it becomes a whole new world where it's like, okay, well, let's look at all the pros, all the cons, and let's figure out what's really best for us, you know, so. Yeah, no, you know, I, I ask this question, especially to to the people who are very uh, focused on what they're doing, like very passionate about what they're doing. Um, as far as artists, I've seen filmmakers, um, you know, these kind of jobs that just take up all your time or, or they need all your focus and you don't really have time to, to invest in other things. And the, the reason I ask this is because I've fallen into like the same thing. Like when I was really heavy and like the, the rapping stuff, and like right college right after college was like ah i'm doing this shit i'm about to move to la whatever um i started to see that that was my only thing i was focused on and what i wish back in the day is that i would have been invested in tesla i would have been invested in bitcoin right in these type of things i would have bought real estate before the pandemic because as you see one house is bought you financial liter your financial freedom in just the last two years because of the pandemic so if i would have bought a house before then oh my god right so it's like that's why i always ask these questions is because i know we get wrapped up in these things but i also want you and i'm glad you even just admitted it uh you were like i'm kind of ignorant about it you know you, you might be the second person that's only said that on here about how they they know they're slacking and they want to better themselves right and, yeah. and the people listening I hope they take that to heart because you won't know until you get through that door. A lot of people are like, ah, I got time. But see, that's the one thing that you don't got, right? Because in investing, whether it's stocks, real estate, or a business, or your music, the one thing you can't get back is time. And the one thing that helps investing is time because you can start investing young and invest and then stop five years later and you still have more money than the person who invested, who waited until they were ready, quote unquote, right? And so that's what I try to instill is um, you gotta put your foot in the door. Hey, you got <laughs> hey, keep me accountable, black man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as well as bro, like one thing I did pick up and learn for surely, especially like when the pandemic hit, Life insurance. I actually mm -hmm. got like a um, a life insurance plan. So now at least, you know, and I, I'm a, I'll be paying it. And at least when I hit like 62, I know some money's there, you know, so just <laughs> stuff like that. I for surely have taken time. Did you get, money. did you get a term life or a cash value? Uh, cash, you know? value. cash value. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I, there's a huge debate on which one's better and honestly i still don't know till this day so <laughs> you know um i just i've heard examples of cash values not being paid out especially to black people um and then i've heard you know term life is just like it's only for a term so if i outlast the term i just wasted all that money eh, you know <laughs> in this crazy ass world you never know right <laughs> especially in east oakland <laughs> 
Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, that I appreciate the honesty for real, for real. Thank you. No. We just got a few more questions and then we're gonna wrap up. All right. Yeah. That's cool with you. All good. All right, cool, cool. Um, how do you feel about partnerships? Uh music is kind of tricky in a sense because it's it's almost like a short-term partnership, unless you have, mm-hmm. you know, that producer that you've been working with, that that mixer that gets your sound perfectly and no one mm-hmm. else can. Um how are partnerships with you? Because uh, I was talking to the, I was talking the other day um, about kind of being in the world of music and hopping in and you not having uh, a structure set up, right? Split sheets or you right. kind of just, right. hey, I want to work with this person. Let's just work and figure it out later. So how does, a, how does partnerships work in, in your industry? Uh, well, one, I would definitely say teamwork makes the dream work. But for surely, um, partnerships, definitely, you, and the more you get into it, you need contracts. You need stuff written out. Even if it is like music, like, you know, have, have things written out. I've, I had a, a writer gig for a second where I was, you know, writing for an artist. And, but, you know, before we had, you know, made our verbal contract, we also said like, hey, let's definitely get paperwork as we're talking about verbally and then write it down and then make sure everything is still signed and delivered. Um, for me, I love partnerships, but I'm also in the space now. I'm just like, it has to be done correctly. You know, I've been in long enough to see, you know, finesse moves and see where kind of sometimes, you know, miscommunication can lead to a problem later down the line. So I'm just like paperwork makes all that smooth. Yeah. And, and it's also uh, a mindset, right? Because not everyone's going to have the same mindset or work, work ethic um, Mm -hmm. as you, what I'm noticing is that when I try and get into a partnership, they just don't have the same work ethic as me, right? It's just like, yeah. and, and it's, and, and that's not, to, that's not like a hump, that's not a brag, right? It's just like, look, I literally love working. Like I love, and everything needs to be detailed. Like I'm a super detailed person, right? So if it's not drawn now, if I don't see a future for it, then I'm not, you know, I'm not going to put all my energy if you're not going to do it. So why, why should we be 50-50 if I'm doing 80% of the work? Right, right. <clears throat> Honestly, just speaking on that, working. So I, I got a manager within the last year and a half, and that really opened my brain to like what like a real, real partnership mm-hmm. is. Because me and him talk every day. Like, like damn, they're like my best friend now. You know, yeah. like y'all, y'all married now. That's pretty much <laughs> a partnership bro, we, is marriage, bro. And we, and we may only even talk like thirty minutes real quick. <laughs> with, you know, but like, it, it shows me though, like honestly like we keep each other going like he'll let me know yeah. a play, and then i'll show him like what i'm working on he's like oh, i know what i could do with that then i let him know like hey uh-huh. i just got this play and he was just yeah. like okay and then like you know so it just it's constant energy where it shows me like i know what you mean like when you have a solid partnership yeah. things, things happen you know my mm-hmm. life changed within a year once you know i met this person which then led me to meeting another person and that's how you kind of start bu- i realized that's how you start building your team like mm-hmm. when it goes when it grows organically that's how you find the partnerships who equal that type of, you feel me, that type of, that type of energy. Is he from I, the East? Bro, he's from New York. Oh, wow. What he doing out? He's out here or he's still in there? Oh, okay. <laughs> so bro, it's, bro, one, one, one thing led to another. He wrote an article on me. And after okay. he wrote an article on me, his name is Brandon Went. And after okay. he wrote a, after he wrote an article on me, um, I was like, bro, this article is dope. I'm like, would you mind like being a personal writer? I can't pay you right now. I'm like, but we can write something out later on where I can. He was like, bit he's like you saying that verbally lets me feel comfortable let's do it so then from there he just started going up and then one day bro he was like hey can i get like your one sheet whatever so the label made one for me uh the manager label and then after that 
he was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm ship it around. He's like, hey, bro, can I put my name on it? I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Go ahead, put your name on it. He put his name on it. He hit me up two days later. All right, you're gonna be on this playlist. Like just, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm like, all right, it's cool. A week go by, he's like, all right, but playlist is coming out. He's excited. I'm like, all right, you know, that's what's up. I look up, it's on the bars playlist, the Apple Music bars playlist. And I'm just like, wait, and I'm like, hold on, bro. I'm like this. And then he was like, yeah. He was like, in three days, you got a, a interview with Ebro too, or like Ebro in the morning type of thing. I'm like, what? So like, you, you said, know, here, go to check. <laughs> I'm like, you know what, bro? Like, yeah, let's, we're going to make this very solid. So trust me, as things go on, like, that man's going to be good because I'm going to make sure of it. You feel yeah. me? And that's yeah. how you feel. Like, that's that. good. You got to take care of each other. And I think that's yeah. that's how partnerships work is when you can grow together, not when one has something over the other, right? Um, right. It's when you both are in the trenches or both want to get that start and have that first motivation, that eagerness, right? So that's good, bro. Congrats on that. That's amazing. Um, and uh, I want to, I a question about partnerships. Uh, you get a lot especially in this industry of people who are like, nah, I don't really like working outside of people or um, I just like working with my day ones, right? The mm -hmm. people I grew up with. What are kind of the cons of that? Um, the cons of that is like, what's technically a day one? Because you meet a new person, don't you create a day one with them? You feel, you, feel, you feel what I'm saying? Like that's 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 what I'm saying. Like, it's just hey, like you know don't diss I'm Drake saying? like that, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> he gonna come back. Hey, you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, hey. <laughs> but like, funny. but like, no. Like the the pros is like working with people you're familiar with. It can be dope, you know, and they can have your back, and you know, and they can like they know what's going on. They know you, so you know it helps them work with you. But sometimes knowing people can also hinder you because it's like it's like man, bro, we gonna go hit the weed in two hours like why you want me to do that or like yeah. bro, you know, we we gotta go hoop in a minute well like, i would do that right now like it's like nah bro like we need to focus on these things so we can like knock shit out so we can get where we're trying to get to so you feel me like yeah that's that, facts. Could, that could be the pros and cons that's 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 heavy right there because um you know it's also like i've met people who like are new right and you just randomly meet them and you just feel that like whoa like we, we work really well together, <laughs> right? We just met. And they're now my like new friends, right? As opposed to these people that I've known for years. And it's like, yeah, we just ain't got similar interests, you know? Right. <laughs> and there's nothing bad about that. Nothing bad about it. The biggest, the biggest thing I think like one of my older homies told me that I, I kept with me, he was like, love your people where they at. Love your people for who they are. And that taught me instantly like in a sense like all right like nah we may not need to do this i'm gonna work with this person here i know where you love me at so i love i love you here in this realm but this person here is gonna like help me with this and like me knowing that initially helped me out because you know when you first start when you're first an artist and you know and you see people's like damn like bro I ain't repost my music or like why that person ain't do that or like da, da, da. but you had to stop it's like love your people for where they at like right. their job as your friend isn't to be your fan their job is to be your friend and to be your loved one. So let them be that and go create your business partner over here. Go create your next fan over here. And the ones who want to be on your team, they're going to step up like, hey, bro, like, I want to do this. Or if you ask them to, like, hey, do you want to do this? They'll be like, fuck it, let's take it on one. Like, you feel me? Like, that's how you really get it going. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I, st and I started noticing this, too. It's like, right, when I would, like, post, like, hey, I'm performing, I'm opening up for uh, Davies or right or like people and then I 
I'd promote shows and I'd only, I'd be like, oh, I know hella people. So I'm going to sell hella tickets, right? Like, and you realize it's like, oh, damn, like, they don't really fuck me. They, they, they don't really want to fuck with me on the music side like that. But in my head, I'm like, nah, they should, though, because they fuck with me, right? right. But you're right. It's like, love love people for for what you know how you say it again you say it again <laughs> i said love people where, where they at where they at and for who they are so that's like right. if you know this is the situation and you yeah. know who they are that's where you love them at you feel me yeah. don't, don't yeah. put 10 on two you feel don't me? put 10 on two and then i like started so it was the music thing that was kind of like the first realization of like oh they don't want to fuck with me on this level mm-hmm. and those people who didn't want to fuck with me on this level are now really fucking with me on this Turo, Airbnb, financial literacy level. And I'm like, yo, where was you at like four years ago when I like, <laughs> I had a passion for this shit, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And now you want you want information and secrets for me. You know what I mean? It's cool, it's cool. I, <laughs> I, 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 I give you the secrets, but, but it's just like, damn, okay. <laughs> um nothing you could do at that point it's, like, not, it's nothing you could do but you know what i think it's all things that you know we've all take on the chin and i feel like you know if it's if you know if you're somebody who's willing to grow you know you'll take it on the chin and you'll see it as a learning lesson you feel me you know facts 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 cool cool all right um we're gonna wrap it up the way i like to wrap it up is with a segment called guided conclusions and that segment ends with a question that we haven't talked about before uh, this episode. So it could be anything. It could be funny, sad, emotional. I can make you cry if I want to. Not saying. Okay. But uh, <laughs> um, today's question is in the next month, mm-hmm. 30 days, 30 what days. are you going to work on to better yourself? In the next 30 days, mm-hmm. what I'm going to do more to better myself is actually work on my what's it called timeliness um, what you mean uh i can sometimes get backtrack and be kind of late and okay. you know because i'm always on my own time oh not not black people time there you go that is my own time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like no be uh be more timeliness and actually be more present i think those are the 30 things i'm gonna focus on the next 30 days um i've had a lot going on where you know my mind's been here 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 and there and i think sometimes i'll be around people and won't be present enough because I, I have to stop and be like wait bro what'd you just say again or like i have to stop mm. and like what you thinking about? in your head you thinking about that next album and they over here talking about what you want for food <laughs> <laughs> you feel me so yeah uh be more timely and be more present i like that more present i you know i gotta work on that too can we at the misguided uh hold you accountable in the next month Yes, you can. All right. I appreciate that. And, yeah. I, and, and, and I'm going to do that challenge with you because I agree. My wife sometimes be like saying something. I'd be <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> so for, uh, she Man, hates that shit. Bro. My woman would be happy too that I just said that. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she over there clapping. She heard it. She heard it. She <laughs> he said something good. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that was funny. Nah, man. Ian, I appreciate you coming up here. This was this was amazing, man. Um, And yeah, I... I I hope that uh, that uh, you flourish in, in, in your in your um, in your passion um, and, and everything goes well for you. And the misguided community is here for you um, to help you. Uh, so you're not tunnel vision on just music. You feel me? Let's get you invested in some, in some good stuff. 
once again, I highly appreciate you for this, bro. This actually was one of the better interviews and just conversations I've had actually in a minute. Yeah. And, you know, like I said earlier, keep me accountable, black man. Keep me accountable. <laughs> facts, facts. Dope, uh, dope. Well, um, go ahead and drop all your socials, your freestyles, your YouTubes, all that shit. All good. You can find me at First Name Ian on Twitter, IG. Um, I just dropped a project in January called Long Way From Home EP. You can find that on all streaming platforms, DSPs. Um, I plan to drop some quarterly, so you're going to see me more. What's your favorite song off the album? Go. Oh, favorite song, uh, <laughs> Down Slow, featuring Jane Hancock and Dame Drummer. Jane Hancock is amazing. I've been listening to it for years. I actually, uh, we, were, we were speaking in a DM the other day. I, and I wanted I wanted to do an in-person interview with you, but this it's crazy. This month has been crazy. Uh, but we're going to get one, all right? We're going to get one in Oakland. I already got the studio. But uh, Jane Hancock, I'm trying to get an in-person with her. And she hey. hit me and was like, I'm in L.A. right now, just traveling. I was like, man, hit, hit me when you back, because we're going to get one. Because she's on everything. She's on everything. I love her to death. That's friend. You feel yeah. me? Like she's a special person. And uh -huh. I know why, bro. When it's like when you do that interview with her, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I see why she's so special. So yeah, facts, facts. So it's coming, it's coming. But uh, hey, you heard it here. This is the Misguided Podcast. We're here to guide you to a better future. My name is Juwan. Again, I'm sitting here with Ian Kelly, and we'll see you on the other side. I just wanna be somebody before I say I need somebody. I just wanna be somebody Before I say I need somebody I just wanna be I just wanna I just wanna be somebody I just wanna be I just wanna be somebody I wanna be the ex your mom still ask about I wanna be the one you run back to Even when your stomach is full of doubt I hope you're proud Do you still think of me? Embrace the silence, girl, put down the loud What now? I can ease your mind You say you're fine You laugh so you don't cry Sleep through the daylight You claim you're saving time Well, I don't got time I got to get mine I gotta be somebody Before I die a nobody The voice for everybody I just wanna be anybody I'm overwhelmed with this melancholy So I just gotta call it quits I'm sorry I just wanna be somebody before I say I need somebody I just wanna be somebody Before I say I need somebody I just wanna be I just wanna I just wanna be somebody I just wanna be I just wanna be somebody Am I doing this wrong? Why am I still single? Oh that's right, I chose this life I just wanna mingle Or do I? Maybe I want the happy ending of the lullaby Twinkle twinkle, I'll be a star I'll shine so bright you'll see me from afar I'll make the planets collide the way I make people unite So diversified I got liberals uptight I'm so classified but I'll share my secrets tonight Listen, cause these are my confessions You wonder why I didn't wife you, I hope you get the message I hope you understand I just wanna be somebody Before I can become your man I just wanna be somebody Before I say I need somebody I just wanna be somebody Before I say I need somebody 
just wanna be, I just wanna, I just wanna be somebody. I just wanna be, I just wanna be somebody. I thought I had it clear. I thought we had it all figured out. I swear things never go as planned The feelings got so high we couldn't see our way out the clouds Oh wow, I'll be the first to admit Intentions were good, I just hope you can't forgive I'm glad you let me in, in a sense It all worked out, we lost each other But learned experience, I hope all of this was worth it If I had the chance to tell you I love you, I still wouldn't Cause that would just complicate things And I mean, even though I do, you know me, so just forget it